Welcome to Masters of Employee Development, Mike Acker's podcast devoted to training team members in any type of organization. As a best-selling author, corporate trainer, and business leader, I seek out guests each week to discuss training successes, challenges, and best practices. On this show, you will hear from incredible CEOs, HR directors, and other experienced managers responsible for leadership and development. Lean in, listen, and take part in a community dedicated to improving life through increasing leadership. Employee development doesn't just happen. It has to be designed. And that means in this whole hybrid world that there's a process to designing something that you can use to develop your employees. And really, it comes down to communication and connection. That's what we talk about today. Welcome to Masters of Employee Development, Mike Acker's YouTube segment devoted to training team members in any type of organization. Your host is a best-selling author, corporate trainer, and business leader. Find out more about Mike at MikeAcker.com. Each episode, Mike welcomes a CEO, HR director, or other experienced manager responsible for leadership and development. Together, Mike and his guest expert discuss training successes, challenges, and best practices. Lean in, listen, and take part in a community dedicated to improving life through increasing leadership. Now, here's your host, Mike Acker. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on it today. Oh, super excited. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm looking forward to diving in and really taking this whole conversation of employee development into really the technical aspect of things, which is something that you focus on. So before we dive into some of the questions today, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what your company does. Absolutely. I'll start with me. Um, Anthony McGinnis. I have about, oh, wow, I think I'm at about 12 years of UX collaboration and um, sort of device strategy experience in the technology sector. Work, obviously, for Powell Software. Previously, I've worked for some biotechs as well as um, consulting firms where I'm really focused on create, you know, bridging that delta, that gap between what people need and what we're able to sort of, and what the company needs strategy-wise, bring them together to create a great harmonious environment where people can get their work done being impactful, but also the um, organization can keep up with compliance, keep up with needs, things along those lines. Um, so with that, I'm currently at, once again, Powell Software, and they're focused really on that hybrid environment that sort of, we say new normal. I feel like it's just normal now. We've been living in it for like two, two years, three years. Yeah, yeah, we're, um, done with that. we're done with that new normal. Yeah. The new, new, new normal. No, um, so, and really just helping organizations, whether they be SMB, larger enterprise, figure out their challenges and how they can find a flat um, level foundation or playing um, ground for their employees to be able to get the same experience, whether they in, are in the office or are, you know, sort of a road warrior or working from home. So really excited. And um, Powell Software is, is um, located in France, but we have a great North American arm that we're really excited to keep building up here and sort of, you know, help a lot of these organizations start figuring out and navigating this new space. That's such an interesting thing, right? Where before 10 years ago, there was not a, a hybrid workplace per se. And then 20 years, 30 years and further to go back, it was just one big building, all the employees, employee development was very hierarchical. And now we're 
we're figuring out this, how do we develop people? And then how do we develop people when some are over here, some are over here, one's in this continent. So before we dive in and really get into some of that technical aspect, let's, let's get on the same, let's get on the same page. So what mm-hmm. is hybrid workplace? And let's define that for everybody here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it can be really considered in a, in a multitude of ways. But for me, hybrid environment is having a relationship with your employee that transverses them being directly in the office with you. We know that relationship. You just touched on it. 20, 30, 40 years ago, we know what it is to go into the office, to have to work. You know, you go in, you have certain relationships there. Certain things are done. But now as we start to move into more of a digital age and people don't have to necessarily be in an office to get work done, we start need to start having those conversations of what that looks like. Because what we don't want to do is we don't want to create a divide where when you're in the office, when you're somewhere directly next to someone, you have one experience. And when you're working from home because you're sick or you're helping, you know, you're taking care of your kids or whatever it may be, you have a completely different experience. Because now we still have, when that happens, we have a direct divide between okay, I need to be in the office to get this done. And I need, when I'm at home, I can get this, this, and this done. And when that happens, you're impacting the resourcefulness and the ability for your employee base to be able to get their work done in an impactful fashion. And you create questions. Now that's one piece. I'll highlight another. The other thing with hybrid is, you know, we, we do talk about getting things done in the office, but if we really think about it, we're starting to move in this world of SaaS and digital diversification, where you don't just have tools that you work on that are provided by your company. They have SaaS solutions that they're pulling in from multitude of places. So even if you're working in the office, you're still, you, you can step away in most cases and still be able to work, do that from home. You know, you can log into your, your, I'll drop a couple, you know, log into your Salesforce, your dynamics, right? You can get into your service. Now you can check things from anywhere. And so you, they're giving you the ability now to work anywhere and be hybrid. And the, the, the question for the for your organization is how do I jump, to, you know, rise to that occasion and bring all of the other tools and make sure that all of these um, different SaaS solutions are all presented in the same way, simple and in an easy place for people to find. It's not great to say, hey, I, you have 10 different things you log into and you have to log into each one differently on, you know, in a browser, have 10 tabs open and switch between each. So that's really where that hybrid environment and bringing everything together and sort of aggregating it together can help. That aggregation would really help me. I was in sales for a while. And when I was in sales, I mean, we had all kinds of different places that we had to log in with this, with this password mm-hmm. and this password had to have these elements and this one couldn't. So you had mm-hmm. different passwords for all these different things. And I mean, it was just it was crazy. So <laughs> the, the other thing that happens so easily here, right, is that there are some companies that are saying, come back. And those are the true hardcore workers. And then there's other people who are staying at home and they're maybe, I mean, I, I work from home primarily. And so there's the distractions that happen. Have you seen that where some companies are pulling people back and there's a hierarchy of people who are on site and people who are off site? Well, it's interesting because there's different, there's different companies out there. Like, you know, for instance, if you're service oriented, you're probably going to have been back in the office already and continue, will continue to be. Then you have some organizations that really believe in that, um, that community and communal work front where you can hop in into an office, you can have that conversation and everything. But I feel like what we're finding out is that 
you're going to get pushback from your employee base. They've come to expect, there used to be this sort of, I don't know if it was, it was truly said, but it was an unwritten thought process from companies that if you're at home and you're not working hard or you're not working, you're not working as hard, I should say. Um, and I think during the pandemic and what's come afterwards, we've realized that's not the case. We haven't seen that drop in productivity. What we've seen is a, a drop in, in, in connection from peer to peer for communities within your organization. And so I think that's the divide and that's where you really want to help your organizations get to is find, you know, bridge that. But as far as companies bringing them back, I, I, any, I love being in the office. I, I'm like you, I work mainly remote now. Um, I don't expect to go in, but I think there's a great hybrid model where, yes, if I had a, an opportunity to be in an office two, three times a week or on my own accord could come in. And, you know, if I wanted to, we wanted to have a big meeting and we just figured we should do that in the same space. That makes sense. But I think the days of nine to five, you're just expected to sit at your desk and, you know, look, at your, look like you're working and just be on, you know, on call at all times looking at a screen. I, I think those days have been proven that it, it's not required. And honestly, it, it really um, <clears throat> discourages a lot of talent who, who don't want to live by that moniker and sort of that, that requirement. Which is, of course, one of the huge things that people are going for right now with a huge drop off of the employee workforce, people are saying, how can we grab a hold of people? Mm-hmm. So you have people fighting for this whole hybrid employee, pulling them in, dropping some of the old requirements of the past. But this doesn't mean that connection is different. So now you yes. got connection in office, you got connection solely virtual, you got connection and this back and forth. So what are some of the things that you're seeing that is working that helps people connect wherever they are in the whole spectrum? Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go back to that point about sort of aggregation. So the first thing I always focus on, and I think it's really important for our our, um, our clients and customers here at Powell is, how do I bring together all those different tools that everyone needs? So, okay, you're working from home and you, you mentioned it before, but like, here's eight things that, here's eight applications that you need to work from. And like you said, here's eight ways to log in. And here's eight licenses. It's just, it's confusing for people. And then also you get this concept of like, okay, so I need to find this document. Is that in my SharePoint? Is that in my Teams? Is that over here in my, in, you know, in my LMS? And you just, and it becomes confusing to people. And what you end up having is either shadow IT where they're figuring things out by themselves that are outside of your requirements or your, you know, your sort of um, your guardrails, if you will, or they just get annoyed and they spend time figuring that out instead of time working. So what we recommend right away is to find that aggregation model, usually using something like, you you know, um, we have a tool here called um, Powell Together. We have some intranet offerings that sort of, it's no, not that old school, you know, legacy intranet where we just go here to find a file and click it or a link, but really bringing together communities and places to have work and, and have those conversations. And even if the if the the module the information is not specifically in your internet, linking everywhere you need to go, and not linking like here now open this browser over here, bringing it in through you know APIs, connectors, all these really cool new tools that can make an experience of an internet just much more modern and inclusive and interesting for your 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 customer base so i think that's probably the main thing we 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 really love to focus on and the second one is just we we haven't talked about yet but this concept of communication right for your customer base um or your user base i should say where 
okay, you have people remote, you have people in the office, you have that hybrid model built, but how are you get, disseminating information out? It becomes hard, especially if you're using, you know, people say, well, I'm all in on Teams. I love Teams. Teams is perfect. Okay, well, you need to send out a mass message that's not an email because we all know we can email, but who, email, you know, typically your email open um, percentages yeah. are like 13, 30%. Yeah, that's, that might be even good. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, that might be a good one. Um, and so what do you end up seeing? So you're like, what do I use? And Teams is more of this concept of silos built all over the place that let people work, you know, peer to peer, group to group, but it's not easy for you to send that out. So really harnessing those type of like the usage of Teams, for instance, but then bringing something in that's more one to many can be really helpful for your comms, teams, HR, um, operations, and you know different spaces. So you still are are able to leverage and get information out as soon as possible. Now, it's very interesting when you're talking about this connection right here. If you can't communicate, you can't connect. And so, if there's not that that grace that 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 grounded way that we're connecting through communication, then and it's not going to happen, period. What are you seeing happen at PAL? How are you guys working together across all of your hybrid workplaces? Yeah, absolutely. PAL is a great example. And we really try to be, you know, if you will, if you will eat our own dog food, we have some offices that have, um, or we, should, we have some markets. So we're in, just for instance, we're in North America. Um, we're in um, Europe, UK, APAC, and um, Germany. And what you see is this model where we can work remotely, whether they are in office or working directly from home. So in the U.S., we don't have a dedicated office, but we can pop up and go to things like a WeWork or a um, Regis if necessary. And we've done that in the past. But really what you what we do is we we keep all of our information available from one source of truth. Um, In our case, we use SharePoint. We have multiple ways to get to make that available. One great example is we use things like Microsoft Teams, but instead of just using Teams as a sort of UC unified communication platform, we're really pulling in different SharePoint sites, different um, modules of APIs to get information from Dynamics, to have um, to have different spaces that we can work in. So when I create a team, for instance, I'm not just getting, you know, here's a thread, here's a general channel, and here's and you can start talking now. We're getting really interesting information. We're getting pulling in our sales data. We're pulling up Power BI reports and it's all being done automatically and sort of directly within the team's experience. And then on top of that, we always have a portal that's already embedded in our team that we can use to find that other information to get the, the quick updates that are necessary. We pretty much at, at Powell, one of our big things is while we do, of course, email because it's necessary, it's definitely not gone away yet. We very much focus more on teams. We include our external customers and, and clients into our teams so that they can connect and, and work with, with us. We, we talk to each other in that space because we find that when you're using email, you're, you're very, it's almost static. It's here's an email to you. I wait. Maybe you email me back. Maybe you don't. I don't know what happened. But I think when you work in teams, you, you break down that wall and it's quick back and forth reactions. You can include other people. You can jump, throw somebody else in there. And um, it's really allowed us to move quickly and be agile as we, we continue to grow, especially here in the North American market. 
What I think is very interesting about this in terms of this whole master of employee development is so often what I've been focusing on with a lot of the guests are like, how do you actually develop people? But here you're looking at what are the interfaces that you use to develop people in a hybrid format, which, which we're moving to. So, I mean, there's been some incredible insight, but if you don't have a way to connect with people in a hybrid environment, if you don't have a way that people are actually communicating with each other, it's not going to happen. This is, this is something that was very relevant about five years ago. I, I'm not a huge social media guy. And about five years ago, I thought this is just ridiculous how much people are talking about friends on social media. And then I read a study that said people under 30 have real lasting true friendships only based on social media, while people over 30, which I was one of them, was would say that's not really truly possible. And now that's five years later. And I'd say that actually a lot of people my age and older have caught up. And now you can have true friendships that you've never met in person that's only based in a electronic and a virtual environment. Is this something that you're seeing as well? Is that kind of track with your experience? Well, I'm also over 30, so I think I fall into the latter. But um, I will say, I, I actually, even being over 30, I do believe that statement. I'm actually, I'll, I'll actually talk about sort of my experience first. I'm a transplant from Michigan. I live in Seattle, Washington now. Um, and social media has allowed me to stay connected to a lot of people that who I would normally not have ever been a part of their lives or understand what's going on, you know, whether that be, you know, directly or indirectly just by sort of keeping up, but it's a very cool way for me to understand and see things out, you know, that are happening out there and just, you know, gives me peace of mind and makes me feel connected to my, my home where Seattle's now my home, but my, um, where I grew up at. As far as in, in the customer space and in working with our, our, our clients here, there's a new concept. And let's just be honest, there are going to be people who are going to start a job remotely, work a job remotely, and quit that job and leave to their next opportunity remotely without ever stepping into an office. And that's new. Yeah, that's that new. I mean, um, I'm a great example where, where while I am here in Seattle, my company is technically based in Boston. And most of our their, their employees are in Boston. I was lucky enough to be able to join from Seattle. I've seen them a handful of times, but I am a remote customer. I don't pop in. There's no, you know, so I'm not a remote customer, the remote employee. So you really have to, so we talk about a hybrid model. And, and, and I think with hybrid, we think it's, it's, you know, it's mutual. Like it has to be here and there. There's also sort of those, you know, that, that line has to go all the way out to somebody who may never step into an office. What does that look like? How do we have that person properly connected? You mentioned about, you know, having that experience and building people up. How do you do that remotely? It's easier in office because I can come have a conversation with you. I can see that, you know, today you look like you were, that you're aggravated, that something's wrong. Can we have a conversation? How does that translate over on in, in a remote sense? What tools do you have at your fingertips? to monitor and be able to know where people are at, you know, not just um, in their work, but in their, you know, mindfulness and their well-being, where they are, what's going on. And so I think that's really important. And it's a, it's something to have a conversation about. And it just comes back to this level of connection and disconnection that you can see when somebody goes remote, because yes, you're a remote person of a, of a company and you work at home, but you still want to feel part of a collective. You want to get information that's necessary to you. And you want to feel like, you know, 
you're valued and have that space necessary to be better, but also be understood of what you're doing. You don't want people sitting at work and people think, oh, well, he's not doing very much because he's, you know, sitting at home. You don't want that mindset. So this just brings in that same concept of, you know, this, I'll use our own word, our, this togetherness, bringing everything together, having a space where I can feel like I can go to and have those conversations. And it doesn't, this doesn't have to be just work related. It can be well-being. It can be just somewhere where I want to vent or find out extra information. It's, it's really important. And it's going to break down those silos of, of, of disconnection that we have started to see since the um, pandemic first started and now moving on just into this remote space. And you want to be careful in this in this moment here that you're not even that you're developing everyone equally or giving them the opportunity. Exactly. And some people are not going to take those opportunities. But if you're a smaller business and you're thinking, okay, I need that internet, I need that kind of a localized place. What are some ways that you can create something like that without breaking the bank? Because I mean, we know that a Microsoft's going to spend a ridiculous amount of money to set up something and some other companies. But but if you're smaller and you got 20 employees, 40 employees, you're a startup, or you're you're gonna have this some people in person, some people virtual, some people around the world, how do you set up an internet that becomes this connection hub so that you can have that development opportunity? Yeah, I think we have here at Powell, we really focus on that. And um, our offering, I mentioned it a couple times before, but it's called Powell Together. And what Powell Together does is it takes some of the licensing you may already have but aren't really used using such as, you know, like you have a Microsoft E3, um, E5, G3, and I'm, I'm throwing some out there, but really you're just licensed to use Microsoft products, right? Right, right? So you're using their office, you may use Teams a bit, but usually you have a lot of other tools out there. What we allow you to do is we basically come in and we help you build out a portal that can sit in Teams, leverage something you already have. So you're not introducing a new tool. You're not saying go here to do this. You're saying where you're already living at, here is a portal. And what we do is we like, I like to say, we take you 75% the way there and allow you to take that extra 25% and build out something that makes sense to you. And you can build it out with that mindset of remote working um, in office. You can see that, you know, you get start to discover and see those different spaces and how they interact, how people are working. You know, you get things like you're going to be able to do, you know, quick news, employee um, spotlight have a place people can go to and have forums where they can have conversations or highlight, you know, new news, um, share events. So you're breaking down the silos that you start to see, especially when you're only a company who's maybe using Teams, for instance, really for their main communication. And you're sitting that in a space that they're already familiar with. So if you think of your, like your rail on the left side for Teams or any product you use these days, pretty much how it's built. But um, you're able to, to add in there and just have a really clear, clean cut space. And you mentioned, you know, being smaller SMB, 20, 40, we'll say up to 100 employees, you know, you don't want to break the bank, you don't want a 10, 20, $30,000 um, expenditure, and then also services on top of that to get you stood up. So we can actually come with a really easy plan, get you to where you want to be, show you and give you the tools to continue to maintain that and build on it and get a solution stood up in your environment that meets your needs and can continue to scale with you as your, your, um, your challenges and your user base changes. When did Pal realize that this would be something that's helpful? And this is not a, necessarily a, a commercial for Pal, just an interesting connection that we found here. But how, when did Pal realize that this was something that was that was needed 
and to get ahead of it? And then how did you, with your experience, get into designing into this component? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so firstly, Paul really came to this just from what we're hearing from our customer base. We're hyper-focused on solving for our customers and what their needs are. Obviously, we take all the information from that from the market space and understand you know, where the market's leading and what they're asking for. But then we hyper-focus on what we're seeing from our customers. And you know, to be completely frank with you, what we, we hear a lot is, hey, we want this product, but we do not have the amount of money it would take to get us there. We cannot spend $50,000 this year to have a portal. So we just won't. This is usually the answer. Right. And we, right. we didn't think that was fair. You know, you're, like you said, you're a 50 employee company doing good work. Um, you want something to help out your front line or your, your people um, floating around and, and you just can't because it's too much of an expense an expense. And we don't want to put people in that position. So we really thought, sat back and thought to ourselves, how can we build something that can possibly, that can bring them where they want to be at, but not have to, you know, engage them in such a long project with so many different spaces. And since we've done this for many, many years, we were able to really pull in a lot of what we've previously worked on, package that up and make it accessible for some of these um, customers that are in, you know, in that space. So and I, I love of- that. Just to pause right there. What I love about that right there is on this whole idea of customer or employee development, yep. it, it's you got to look at who you have and you don't want to just take something and force feed it over to people. You got to look at the people that you have. And that's what you did with your customer base. Who do we have? What do what do we need to do for the people we already have and let's solve for our current customers exactly. and such? How did you get involved in that? I mean, your UX design and how did you come into part of that fold with your own background experience? What, what drew you to that? Thank you. I, it's, it's a great question. I could probably, I could sit for another 30 <laughs> minutes and talk about that, honestly. Um so I'll talk about my last role. It was with a, a, a prominent consulting firm here in um, Seattle. And what I was overseeing their, um, their endpoint end um, engineering was the name of, the, of was sort of the space. And I was a, a solutions engineer there as well. And I really oversaw, worked with the device strategy, um, integrations. Um, I basically touched almost every team in technology and I worked directly out with them in the customer with their um, different markets. And the way it was structured is you ha- each, each market had a GM, had their own PNL, had all their own space. So I, I was negotiating and had these conversations and it kept me feeling like it's almost like sales. I find it, somebody either comes to me and says, hey, we need this. And I have to go out there and find it, whether it's a new computer, it's a new hardware, something we started to see a lot of remote usage. I, this happened, I left right after um, the pandemic really took place. So I was a part of that whole, holy crap, everyone's at home now. What does that mean? You know, like, and so you get that and you have these back and forths and you're having these conversations and you find yourself just, just learning new, um, new challenges that people have and you're trying to work with it. And, and so what I ended up doing is I said to myself, well, I want this to be my job. I want to help people, you know, r- um, rise to the occasion, you know, fix these challenges and, and make people excited about what we can do for them. So while there, I was more of an internal employee. I wanted to get more into the, um, the sales side. And that's when I switched over to Powell and to, to being a, um, a solutions engineer here. And so when I came oh. here, I got to just sit and listen for a while. 
and mm. just hear those customers and talk to current yeah. um, clients, but also hear all the different issues people are currently seeing. And then I get, got to take my my um, experience before actually solving for those working. You know, I, if somebody comes in and says, you know, my HR is really hammering me. I need this, you know, I need this LMS solution. I need this. I, I, I've seen that. I've done it. I've done the, I've played both sides of the coin. So I know what it's like to work with vendors and sometimes it's a hassle and you want a partner and an advocate. You just don't want somebody who's just handing you something and then goes away and you never see them again. Right. Um, so with all of that in mind, I really got to, to first listen, but then I got to bring my experience and help people, you know, find challenges purely from my side, even if I'm not able to, you know, if we're not the right solution for a, a, a company, for a, a person, it's good to be able to have that conversation, give them my insights, learn from them what they're, what they're trying to, to fix. And yeah. so that we can continue to better our, ourselves as a company, as well as help more and more companies and understand what the marketplace is, is, you know, expecting and also growing too. So I, I'm just happy to be able to touch on things with people and, and sort of ex- help with my experiences and then advocate for them and help them partner with whoever is necessary to get them where they want to go. Uh, that's incredible. Here's one, another question for us. Uh, this would kind of begin to wrap down. How do you make this digital workspace more inclusive? I want to make sure we grab a hold of that. I mean, obviously, inclusivity is really big. It's really the forefront of of the American business place, of the international business place. What does that look like for for all types of inclusivity? So what does that look like? How do you make sure the digital workspace is inclusive so that every employee of whatever background can, can have that opportunity for growth? Yeah, I, I really think to do that, and it's going to be different everywhere, but I'm going to give this sort of a generalized, I'm going to attempt a generalized <laughs> yeah, yeah. answer. Um, yeah, that's a pretty big one. <laughs> yeah, you know, what's inclusivity? How does that work? Just tell me. Um, no. <laughs> um, it really starts with understanding and listening to your employees. I mean, that's becoming so much more and more important as we go along, you know, we're all humans and we have human experiences and, you know, we've Yes, organizations are being challenged with many new um, things coming from them left and right, but so are the employees. You know, you've asked a lot of them yeah. and, and they've, ro- they've risen to that occasion and they've risen to the, the mandates, but you also have to understand where they're coming from. When you think of inclusivity, it's, it's not just on the spectrum of like remote workers, you know, work frontline workers, service workers, it's, and, you know, people working in office. It's more so, you know, personality type of work what do you want to do you know not everyone's even when you think of remote work not every single person is going to be the same and you really just it's not about creating one solution to fit all it's about having a solution or a space or, or however you want to you know call that ecosystem that people can find that type of groove and that path for their success and everyone's not going to be the same and that's what's great about, you know, that, that experience and, you know, sort of that human experience and, and working now is, whereas, you know, if I went back 30, 40 years and I'll be honest, 40 years ago, I was not in the workforce, but <laughs> <I'm> gonna, <laughs> give me, give me about 15, you know, I'm about 20 years in. So um, I don't think there was as much mindfulness and in, in this sort of focus on employee, you know, well-being, happiness, um, you know, not stress factors. And it's, you know, like I said, we can go back, you know, if I start my first day 
I'm remote. I just got my computer. I turn it on. I get an email telling me 10 things I need to log into, how to use them. I have to read all of this stuff. I have emails coming in, you know, meeting, meeting, meeting me. It's stress. It's yeah. a lot. And it, and it affects people. You want to find a better way to do that and understand, you know, how people want to engage with their work and what works for them. Because when you do and you when you do do it the right way, you start to see not only the happiness of your your um, your employees, but you start to see that productivity rise because people will give you the best when they have the best things to work with. So I always say you can't put a technology band-aid on a human issue. So I really focus on that. You know, you, you can't not going to fix everything. What you're not going to be able to buy a technology to fix everything that you, you know, every issue you have. But how do we create a relationship between the two where you can at least have the tools and the um, you know, the the knobs and, and buttons to at least begin to approach and help out your your customers and your users and and create a better human inclusive space for everyone to work in, no matter how you engage with your work on a day-to-day -day basis. I think what you said right there is just some great closing words. You can't take a technology solution to be a band-aid, but you can have a technology make things worse. Yes, absolutely. And you can make it counterproductive in developing your employees virtually, in-person, hybrid, or you can make it more conducive so that the human needs can be met and you can develop the humans that work for you. Absolutely. Well, Anthony, this has been really fun. Thank you so much for giving me a whole different perspective on, on employee development. And for those listening, check out Powell Software, Anthony McGinnis. I'll put some notes in the show notes on YouTube and online. But Anthony, thank you so much for being a part of this today. I had a great time. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate your time and um, hope to do this again sometime. Have a great Love one. It. Love it. Thanks, Anthony. And to all of our listeners, thank you for taking time to watch. Subscribe, share, like, pass this on to somebody else. Check out PAL Software and make sure you're developing people no matter what environment you're in. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Advance with Mike Acker, a podcast designed to provide an edge for leaders through improving practical leadership skills and increasing confidence in speaking. Mike is a best-selling author and business owner who has helped many leaders increase their skills and their confidence, propelling them to new heights in their personal and professional endeavors. Join an incredible group of professionals taking the steps to become better leaders at connect.stepstoadvance.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. listening to Masters of Employee Development. Do you know someone who would be a great guest? Send them to mikeacker.com forward slash apply. Do you want the show notes? Go to connect.mikeacker.com. Until next time, subscribe, rate, and give a review on Amazon or iTunes or your favorite platform.